On today's episode of Dula, should we make fun of President Biden? I'm Levi Bimba, and this is Dula. So Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States, one of the most powerful countries in history and even present day, even though other countries like China and Russia and Russia are raging to take control of that mantle in the world. But Joe Biden is going on 80 years of age next month. Uh, his no November will be his 80th year of existence on this earth. And there's been a marked decline in his cognitive abilities over the past few years, especially when he, became, he, he began running for president. According to the New York Post, they had an article saying that there are a majority of Americans concerned about Biden's mental health. It starts off by saying a new survey shows that most Americans are worried about President Biden's mental health following a fresh spate of public gaffes and awkward antics, leaving many to wonder if the 79-year-old should run for re-election two years from now. They also go on to write in the article about some of his gaffes. It says that on the same day the poll was released, Biden was filmed struggling to keep to put on his jacket and dropping his signature aviator glasses as he returned from a trip to Kentucky to survey damage left by recent floods. Last month, the famously gaff-prone commander-in-chief, who turns 80 in November, raised eyebrows when he spoke of the selfishness instead of selflessness of American troops during a speech in Saudi Arabia. That verbal snafu came just two days after Biden shocked an audience in Israel by referring to the horror, by referring to the honor of the Holocaust before quickly correcting himself to say horror. Other recent slips by the president include him saying the 2018 mass shooting at a high school in Parkland, Florida took place in 1918 and reading an apparent stage direction, repeat the line, office teleprompter. So there have been several gaps and there's more, I'm sure if you were to look online, of him misspeaking or doing something that, uh, that shows that he's getting elderly, he's getting, he's getting a lot older and is a lot older than he, he used to be, obviously, at 80, almost 80 years of age. And even the New York Times has covered this, somebody who, a piece of a publication that would probably be more sympathetic to Biden and his policies. They say, questions about Mr. Biden's fitness have nonetheless taken a toll on his public standing. In a June survey by Harvard Center for American Political Studies and the, Harvest Poll, and the Harris Poll, 64% of voters believed he was showing that he is too old to be president, including 60% of respondents 65 or older. Mr. Biden's public appearances have fueled that perception. His speeches can be flat and listless. He sometimes loses his train of thought, has trouble summoning names, or appears momentarily confused. More than once, he has promoted Vice President Kamala Harris, calling her President Harris. Mr. Biden, who overcame a childhood stutter, stumbles over words like kleptocracy. He has said Iranian when he meant Ukrainian, and several times called Senator Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, John, confusing him with the late Republican senator of that name from Virginia. They also go on to say that Republicans and conservative media gleefully highlight such moments, posting viral videos, sometimes exaggerated or distorted to make Mr. Biden look even worse. And this is what I wanted to focus on, because a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, reviling or the making fun of Joe Biden and his gas come from the Republican side of the aisle, the more religious side of the political uh, world. And so because we are on this side, or at least Christians are more, uh, more likely to be uh, aligned with Republican ideals, we have to look at this from a biblical standpoint. Is this something that we should be engaging? Is this something that we should be making fun of? I know the Babylon Bee does a lot of that 
of making fun of politicians and people in power and, and even had really bad jokes concerning God himself over the last uh, few years. So I want to look at what the Bible has to say about what we about how we address people in public life. Should we make fun of them? Is it okay to laugh at what they do or how they act or some of the things that they say? And so the first scripture that comes to mind is that Exodus twenty two twenty eight. when God is giving the law after he had freed the Israelites from Egypt, he's telling them how to live, how to, uh, how to uh, sustain a good life within society in his eyes, of how to be righteous and do his commandments, because if you are truly obedient to God, if you truly love God, you're going to be obedient to his commands. So one of those commands was in Exodus twenty two twenty eight, where he says, Thou shalt not revile the gods, nor curse the ruler of thy people. And so revile there is used, and the Hebrew word for that is kalal or kalal, and I'm sure I'm butchering that for you Hebrew uh, speakers out there, but it means to make light, despise, or to make a little account. So this is talking about, when it says gods, it does use the word Elohim, which is used for God in the Old Testament several times, but in this context, it's referring to the judges or the leaders of the people of Israel. And so when it says, uh, do not revile the gods or Elohim, uh, it's talking about not speaking against them, not really making fun of them. And Paul even quotes this passage in Acts 23 when he's brought before the Sanhedrin, the, the leaders of the Jews. And he says something uh, to one of the men standing there that's accusing him. And uh, somebody accuses him of speaking against, the, uh, speaking against the high priest. And Paul says, well, I didn't know he was a high priest. And because it is written, thou shalt not revile the gods nor curse the ruler of thy people. So he quotes Old Testament law as all good Jews would do. And realizing that it is not right to speak against people who are in authority like that or to make fun of them. First uh, Corinthians 6.10 in the LSB, it says, Nor thieves, nor, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And revile, of course, again, also means to subject to verbal abuse. So we should not be people who are constantly making fun, reviling, uh, quote-unquote, roasting people. Uh, for the sake of our own pleasure, because as Paul says here, revilers, people who do this maliciously or even in, in fun, so to speak, I think we should really check ourselves and make sure are we doing this for our own benefit? Is this really going to edify somebody? Because the Bible also does tell us to speak things that edify one another, not things that tear down one another. And so there's other verses that continue in this in First Peter 2, 13 and verse 17. Peter writes, be subject for the sake of the Lord to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority and then it goes on to say in verse 17, honor all people, love the brethren, fear God, honor the king. So he uses the king twice there in those two verses. But obviously, Joe, uh, President Biden is not a king, but he is a president. And he is there by, uh, by the ordination of God, as Romans 13 tells us. So we are obligated by the scriptures, I believe, to not make fun, to not revile, to not speak against Joe Biden in a way that is disrespectful, disarming of who he is as the president of the United States. Because we have to remember who brings people up and brings them down who, who sets people up and brings them down from their from their authority and that's God. God the powers that be are ordained of God Romans 13 tells us so we have to remember that when somebody is in authority God has put them there no matter who may who they may be whether they're Republican Democrat independent whether it's a king or a dictator whoever it is whoever has authority has been placed there by God for a specific purpose although we may not understand why God may be allowing that person to be in place but our duty is to be subject to them, to honor them, to respect them and how we speak about them and how we look at them and how we uh, 
uh, view them, especially especially inwardly, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we are constantly making fun, if we're engaging, joking, and having a good time about making fun of these presidents and, and what they do, especially uh, Joe, President Biden, who we may not even agree with on almost anything regarding his social policies, for sure. We still have to respect him and realize that God has put him there at this time for a specific purpose. And if we are doing things that are not honoring of President Biden, we are sinning against the God who put him there, the God that we claim to believe in. And so I want to end in First Timothy verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And talk about this verse a little bit as Paul's writing to Timothy, trying to help him to understand how to pastor a church, how to live a life that is pleasing to God, not just in the church, but outside of the church as well. Because that was also one of the requirements of somebody who wants to be a pastor or an elder. So they had, they had to have a good reputation of not just people within the church, but of people without the church. So Paul's writing to him to tell him how he ought to operate within uh, civic life. And he says, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, and, and this is in the legacy standard, first of all, then I exhort that petitions and prayers, requests and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings and for and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all, godly, in all godliness and dignity. So Paul in that is saying that we ask, we pray, we request, we thank God even for the people who are, for all men, generally speaking, but especially for the kings and all who are in authority. So all people who are in authority, we should be praying, we should be asking, we should be uh, thanking God, we should be petitioning God that they would do what is right, that they would do what is good, that they would do what is pleasing to God as they are, uh, as they are exercising the office that God has given them. Nowhere in there did Paul say we should be making fun, we should be speaking evil against them, we should be reviling them. Now again, that does not mean that we don't call out sin. As Joe Biden, uh, as President Biden has been saying that he is for the killing of babies, that means we need to be, we need to be uh, condemning that and saying that that is evil in the eyes of God. We cannot uh, go along with or we should not support uh, that policy of killing babies. We should not say that, oh, he's the president, so we just have to respect whatever he does and just lay down and never say anything against him. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we are obligated to speak the truth and speak the truth in love. And regardless of who it is, whether it's the president or the most uh, worthless, quote unquote, worthless person of society. Because even though they are, we are all made in the image of God, we are, we are all sinners by nature. No matter how much money we have or how, how, lit, how little of money we have, we are, still, we are still sinners by nature. And we need to be told the truth, namely that you need to repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what Paul goes on to say in 1 Timothy chapter 2. So Paul is telling us that all who are in authority, we need, we need to pray for them. We need to even thank God for them and request, uh, make our request known unto God for them so that they would do what is right so that we could lead a quiet and peaceable life. And if anybody wanted that, <laughs> that prayer to be answered was Paul, who was constantly being in prison, constantly beaten, stoned to death, being shipwrecked, all kinds of things happening to him in his ministry because he was just preaching the gospel and being faithful. So as he's writing to Timothy, he's writing to us because the standard is that we need to be praying for those in authority, honoring them, respecting them, not making fun of them, not making a joke out of them, as a lot of Republicans and conservatives do. And they are showing themselves to be people who are not inheriting the kingdom of God if they, can, if they constantly go on in this type of behavior of making fun of the president instead of respecting and honoring him. Again, not saying that you can't, you can't speak against his policies, his things that, is, that he's doing that are objectively and biblically evil because we ought to do those things, but we don't have the right to then go along and, and make fun of who, what he does or how he speaks or what he looks like and all kinds of stuff. It's just not right in the eyes of God. So if we want to be Christians who are speaking the truth and love, we want to be Christians who are representing Christ well, then we definitely need to watch what we say and how we communicate 
before the world who's watching is looking for anything that they can use to accuse us of, of being hypocrites, of being people who don't truly want to please Christ, who we claim to love and serve. So thank you for listening today, and I will see you on the next episode of Do Loss.